This is KJZZ's Sun Up, your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Hi again, I'm Phil Latzman, and this podcast is a daily digest, our audio postcard of the day's events here in Arizona. We have made it to Friday. Time for a happy dance. It's February 3rd, and let's get to the news. Well, the state Senate Judiciary Committee in Arizona advanced a bill that would ban adult cabaret performances in public and in private locations where a minor could see it. The bill has drawn derision as it labels drag performers or shows as adult cabaret if they appeal to prurient interest, which in a legal context means lust or sexual desire. Opponents say the bill would result in lawsuits over how prurient is interpreted. Republican Senator John Kavanaugh disagrees. Purient interest is unbelievably well-defined in law, all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. It has been part of obscenity cases for decades. In a committee hearing held on Thursday, attorney Lisa Bivens said a Supreme Court justice defined obscenity as, quote, I know it when I see it, leaving it for police to discern. So what that means is that you're going to have people who fall into the arrest and then they have to go through the legal system, thousands of dollars. Other commenters said the vague definition of drag could apply to anyone in the LGBTQ community. Or Republican lawmakers in the state Senate are pushing forward with a measure to make it harder for voters to pass their own laws. Successful ballot initiatives currently need a portion of the total number of voters in the previous statewide election to sign on. The new measure would require that same portion, but from each legislative district. Supporters say the measure benefits rural voters, but that's partly why Democratic Senator Priya Sundarajan objects to it. I do still have some concerns, though, about the ability for something that might be really necessary statewide to be held up by one particular LD in which they you know, might be completely out of step with the rest of the state. The proposed constitutional amendment could go to voters in next year's 2024 election. Members of the state Senate Government Committee unanimously approved a bill that would make it harder to find out where lawmakers live. Greg Hawney has more on that. The measure would allow all statewide elected officials and federal lawmakers to ask a court to prohibit the public from accessing their home addresses. They could also ask to block access to home phone numbers, personal photographs, or photos of their home and vehicles. If such a request is approved by a judge, all that information would be removed from public records. Democratic Senator Juan Mendez supported the bill but urged colleagues to look at the rhetoric that comes from the Capitol. We have to make sure to do our responsibility to make sure that we're not lathering up, uh, you know, voters into a, our constituents into a frenzy. Uh, I mean, we, we have to remember that people act on our words, and, and this, this is not happening in a bubble. The bill does not extend to local elected officials such as county supervisors, but could be amended to include them. Greg Hani, KJZZ News, Phoenix. In other news, uterine cancer cases are on the rise, and among women of color, the rates are even higher. As Kathy Ritchie tells us, black, Latina, and Asian women are impacted at a rate that is two and a half times higher than white women. Dr. Ahmed Al-Niyami is with the Banner MD Anderson Cancer Center. He says the obesity epidemic is in part to blame. We can see that there is a correlation between the increasing weight of the nation and the higher prevalence of endometrial cancer. Endometrial cancer is a more common type of uterine cancer. Another hurdle is health literacy. There is a lot of confusion about well women's health care and maintenance of health 
in women, especially after menopause. So a person might not know that postmenopausal bleeding, for example, is not normal. The problem with that is that the most common symptoms of uterine cancer is bleeding after menopause. Roughly 10% of all women 55 and older experience bleeding after menopause. Kathy Ritchie, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Housing advocates are counting on the new attorney general in their efforts to address what they call income discrimination in Phoenix. From the business desk, Christina Estes has more. During Wednesday's Phoenix City Council meeting, Miesha Fish stood at a podium in front of the mayor and eight members, took a deep breath, and shared her story. I'm a Social Security recipient. I'm 50 years old, autistic, and a widow. She said she spent more than three years living in cheap hotels and on the street before she could secure vouchers to cover rent. More than 15,000 Phoenix residents are on a waiting list for vouchers. Those who get them often struggle to find landlords willing to rent to them. Sebastian Del Portillo, an organizer with Unemployed Workers United, wants Phoenix to copy Tucson. Last year, Tucson passed this ordinance to stop landlords from discriminating against renters on a fixed income, right, including people with Section 8 vouchers, um, folks on other types of public assistance, disability. But Arizona House Speaker Ben Toma complained Tucson's ordinance violated state law, and then-Attorney General Mark Burnovich agreed. Phoenix leaders sent a letter supporting Tucson's ordinance to the current AG, Chris Mays. Her spokesperson tells KJZZ the matter is being reviewed. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. As Arizona gears up for the Super Bowl, Customs and Border Protection officials say they want consumers to be aware of counterfeit merchandise. From the Fronteras Task in Tucson, Elisa Resnick has more. The agency says it's working with Homeland Security Investigations and other local partners to identify and stop the flow of counterfeit merchandise like jerseys, caps, and rings. It says in the past, groups circulating these materials have ramped up efforts as Super Bowl events get closer. That includes last year, when the agency says a DHS effort focused on international shipments sees more than 267,000 counterfeit items worth nearly $98 million. Members of the agency will be in Phoenix this week to show how fake merchandise is spotted. Elisa Resnick, KJZZ News, Tucson. While sports fans still thinking about buying tickets to attend this year's Super Bowl, we'll probably get some sticker shock. The current cost to attend the big game stands at about $6,000. Jason Carniel is the owner of ticket brokerage firm Assured Quality Tickets. If you can afford it and you're not trying to, you know, sit on the 50-yard line, buy the tickets now. You're not going to save that much by waiting. He said small changes in ticket prices are still possible but could depend on the wants and needs of the buyers and sellers. The Super Bowl is a week from Sunday, February 12th at State Farm Stadium. The government of Sonora is criticizing a company proposing the construction of a desalination plant in Rocky Point that would send massive amounts of water to Arizona. From the Fronteras Task in Hermosillo, Murphy Woodhouse reports. IDE Technologies, an Israeli desalination firm, hopes to send fresh water north of the border. But it was criticized by the Sonoran governor, raising questions about its future relationship with the state. The government of Sonora took to Twitter Tuesday to accuse the firm of a lack of ethics. It said the company tried to turn a courtesy meeting into a negotiation over the purchase of water. It described the whole proposal as a shared project of former governors, Doug Ducey and Claudia Pavlovich. Governor Alfonso Durazo. No vuelvo a recibir 
a esa empresa. Trazo said he will never meet with the company again. He went on to say that no plant would be built unless it serves the interests of Sonorans. The governor was responding to a newspaper editorial that said the company claimed the project was moving forward without his objections. A Phoenix attorney who submitted the proposal last December did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Murphy Woodhouse, KJZZ News, Hermosillo. A bill before the state legislature would ban schools from requiring students to get emergency use vaccines, a COVID success story that prevented 3 million deaths in the U.S. Meanwhile, an NIH review in the journal Science examines the strengths and weaknesses of the research response to COVID. From the Arizona Science Desk, Nicholas Gervis reports. Just as the COVID response drew upon abilities gleaned from battling SARS, success in combating the next pandemic might hinge on lessons from the current one. The review praises emergency use authorizations, which brought two mRNA vaccines to market within a year instead of a decade. It also applauds the roles of collaboration, diversity, and streamlining efforts in rapidly developing and deploying treatments and testing. Looking forward, the authors underline the need to continue investments in knowledge development, surveillance, and large-scale clinical trial networks to avoid meeting the next crisis flat-footed. Nicholas Gerbis, KJZZ News, Phoenix. In sports, following their worst loss of the season Wednesday at home to the Hawks, the Suns back in action tonight. They'll host a five-game, uh, they'll begin a five-game road trip, I should say, in Boston against the East-leading Celtics. College hoops have ranked Arizona men, got 40 points from Azulis Tubelis, the most from a Wildcats player in 28 years, and they beat Oregon last night in Tucson, 91-76. ASU got 32 combined from brothers Desmond and Devin Cambridge to beat Oregon State in Corvallis, 74-69. The Lumberjacks of NAU lost by a point to Montana State, 69-68. Hockey, the NHL All-Star Game this weekend forward Clayton Keller will represent the Coyotes in the game. The Yotes back in action Monday night. They'll host Minnesota. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ's Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast this Friday, February the 3rd. I'm Phil Latzman. Have a great weekend, and we will do this again on Monday. <laughs>